Thank you for listening to the Plain State Podcast, a production of the Department of English at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. This special episode was produced by the Nebraska Writing Project. You're listening to NWP Radio, a production of the National Writing Project. This podcast episode was produced by the Nebraska Writing Project and made possible with a grant from the National Writing Project, National Parks Service Partnership, supporting place-based learning and collaboration between National Writing Project sites and our nation's national parks. Prairie Vision's writing about home at Homestead National Monument, place-conscious experiential writing for students and teachers. Welcome listeners to this podcast, Prairie Vision's writing about home created by the Nebraska Writing Project as part of the National Writing Project National Park Service Partnership, which was an experience in connected learning opportunities. To give you a sense of the place of the National Park Service Homestead National Monument of America, Ranger Jesse Bowley describes the ecology of Homestead National Monument of America in an essay he wrote during part of the student workshop. Adults, rangers, teachers, and facilitators write along with the students in any Nebraska Writing Project partnership with Homestead and other National Park Service workshops. According to Ranger Bowley in his essay, When Homestead National Monument of America was created in 1936, the land was being farmed. But soon it was decided that the vegetation on the land needed to be restored to its native vegetation, Tallgrass Prairie. The land around you has managed to give you a glimpse of what the first homesteaders would have encountered when they arrived to this area to stake their claim and start their lives as a farmer. The prairie is now considered restored and is maintained through the use of prescribed burning, mowing, and invasive plants are removed using chemical and mechanical means. Tallgrass Prairie is an area dominated by grass species such as big blue stem, Indian grass, switchgrass, and many others. Less than 11% of the area will be covered by trees. Trees are usually limited to waterways. Many species of birds, animals, and insects have evolved with the prairie and need open areas to survive. Some of them include the American badger, the dick thistle, the meadowlark, the 13-line ground squirrel, and numerous insect species. The Tallgrass Prairie is an amazing ecosystem that is very much at risk of disappearing, and by some measures has already. The deep, dark, fertile soil created by the prairie has allowed it to become the breadbasket of the United States. I hope Ranger Bowley's description of the place of Homestead helps to create in your mind a vision of this remarkable park. The purpose of our podcast is to describe the partnership between Homestead National Monument of America and the National Park Service and the Nebraska Writing Project of the University of Nebraska, how that partnership came about, how we developed the student and teacher workshops, the process of rangers and Nebraska Writing Project facilitators creating the writing activities for students and teachers to develop an appreciation for an understanding of the Homestead Act and the concept of a home for people of the past, present, and future. The concept of home, the where, what, who, and why of home how homes are established, by whom, who lived there before us, who may live there after us, and most importantly at the Homestead National Monument, the movement of homesteaders from the eastern part of the United States, emphasized by the idea of go west young men, 
as well as the discussion of who lived in the area, now known as Nebraska. Those Native American tribes who were displaced by homesteading were part of the focus of the Homestead National Monument of America and the Nebraska Writing Project Partnership. Our goal was to bring this information to the students attending the Prairie Visions Workshop and encourage them to explore their own experiences and understanding of the ideas of what makes home by writing through the facilitated sessions led by Nebraska Writing Project personnel and the National Park Service Rangers. We hope through this podcast that other writing projects and National Park personnel can use our experience as a model to develop their own place-based relationships, to offer writing workshops to students and teachers at their locations. Our participants are Ramon Manguel. Ramon, would you like to give us your job description and title? Yeah, in Homestead, I was the education program specialist for the interpretation division. Uh, for the National Park Service. How long were you at Homestead? I worked at Homestead for two years and a half. And where are you now? Currently, I work uh, for the Manhattan side still at the National Park Service. I'm currently the supervisory park ranger for nine national parks in New York City. Thank you. Susan Cook. I'm the program manager for interpretation, education, and volunteers at Niobrara National Scenic River. Uh, previously, I was the Chief of Interpretation and Resource Management at Homestead National Monument of America. I had worked at that park for 28 years before moving here last November, uh, last August. Diana Weiss. And I am a fifth grade teacher in Omaha, Nebraska, and I've worked with the Nebraska Writing Project since 2004 and started working with Homestead in 2015. And what school do you teach at, Diana? Willa Cather Elementary. I'm Jan Nispel. I am a retired English department head and teacher from Valentine Rural High School, Valentine Community Schools in Valentine, Nebraska, and currently am an adjunct professor for Mid Plains Community College of Valentine Campus. And my board experience with the Nebraska Writing Project started in 2006. And I became involved in the Homestead National Monument of America partnership with Diana Weiss in 2015. Diana, would you like to tell us about how our Homestead partnership began? Um, it actually started through our partnership with Agate. We had just finished our first teacher workshop out there. And one of the rangers mentioned the different park services around um, or sites around Nebraska. And I ventured down there on a very hot um, August day to look around and I spoke to one of the rangers um, at the office at Homestead about who we are and what we did. And then about a month later, another ranger who was visiting um, a Durham teacher night where different organizations have set out information about their programs and teachers come to visit. I had walked up to the writing project table and saw the information on our work with Agate and decided that they wanted to be involved and so we all kind of merged together. We came together to kind of enhance a program that they already had going on. All right, thank you. Um, Ramon, would you like to discuss the um, Nebraska Writing Project National Park Service partnership from the 
perspective of the uh, Homestead National Monument? Well, our partnership between the Nebraska Riding Projects Facilitators and the National Park Service began with a request uh, by a Homestead National Monument Rangers uh, to the Nebraska Riding Project uh, to develop one day workshop for students riding to experience uh, the parts through various riding opportunities at Homestead National Monument. Susan, would you like to give us um, your perspective on the partnership between Homestead and Nebraska Riding Project? Yes. Um, when we joined with the Nebraska Writing Project, I think it took our programming to a higher level and much and professionalized it. We had prior teacher workshops related to writing, but some of the writing we would get would be, you know, my, my boyfriend dumped me or I had a bad day at school. And then when we started, you know, with this project, we gave them a little bit more direction in writing and immerse them into why this national park was such a special place. Why is it designated as a national park site, which then gave them a different focus on writing. And what we saw come from the students writing was just phenomenal, a difference. It's so much better, very meaningful and thoughtful. Ramon, would you like to give a, the um, listeners an, an idea of where the park is located? Um, in Nebraska and its availability to students and schools and give us some information about why you chose middle school and high school students to participate. So Homestead National Monument of America is located at the southeast of the state of Nebraska, about uh, one hour away uh, from the capital, Lincoln, and uh, two hours away from the biggest city in the state, Omaha. Um, the main idea of the site uh, is to talk about the Homestead Act story in the United States and um, the National Park Service mission uh, on the educational aspect is to allow uh, educational institutions to, to learn more. And the idea um, doing a, a specific day, a workshop, was a great opportunity and, and making the direct connection with the park and being free, that actually, that actually is a great opportunity for students. Uh, but the concept of writing, it's uh, something that sometimes can be a little bit more complex to the elementary level. So what we thought was like, okay, so let's actually open this opportunity to middle schoolers and high schoolers. That way they can actually uh, uh, expand their knowledge. So the National Park Service and Homestead um, back then, we have uh, some grants, free transportation grants that we use to, to use it as a tool to bring uh, students to the park. And with a collaboration with the Nebraska Writing Project, we actually build a full day of activities where students will be able to learn more about the story of the Homestead Act, as well uh, increase their knowledge on different stations uh, at the park in Beatrice. So basically what we did was like some type of hybrid of like a field trip dash workshop where these students will be able to learn the basics of the park and then separate in different stations and goes to different areas around the park, the museum, the prairie, the visitor center and have different experience from different uh, and different ways where they can actually use that history 
and 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 write something uh, with the uh, collaboration within the Nebraska Writing Project experts. I think that one of the things that I found most enthralling about being at the Homestead National Monument um, and working with the rangers there, Ramon and Susan in specific, as well as others, was the wealth of material, not just artifacts, but ecologically, geographically, historically, all of these things um, help the students to bring the park to their lives and think about how um, how their current life can be reflected by the things that happened during the Homestead Act. Um, Susan, what did you want to add? Some of the things, the topics that we're able to explore really tie into civics, current events, and how the aspect of home affects us today. Um, the Homestead Act changed immigration for the whole world. It, it changed migration and immigration patterns. It also, um, if you overlay the women's suffrage, uh, the right to vote in what, what states ratified first or before, it's almost the exact same map as the homesteading map of places. Because all of a sudden you had women who own land and why can't they vote? I mean, they should have, the, and they were the ones who then started stepping up. So it really has a connection in there. But it also talks about how this changed the tall grass prairie into the breadbasket of the world, how it changed the lives of Native Americans. Uh, there are so many different stories that are told there, uh, along with the natural resources and all of the, uh, the collection items. There were so many really neat resources that were explored by the kids and some of these topics that they don't always get to write about or talk about in some of the normal programming. So I found it very um, exciting to watch the kids experience and get a whole new view of some of the things that, you know, they think homesteading is an old thing. It's really not. And learning about that because the law wasn't repealed until tonight. And one of the things I really enjoyed too was students from different places being able, like city children with rural kids, interacting with each other and having a different point of view and hearing it from each other. The Homestead Act uh, wasn't repealed until 1986, so we have over a hundred years of of history, and it's not all history. It's everybody is, assumes that the Homestead Act was really an old thing, and it's not. It's it's today. It's current history, and so when you start learning about how the similarities and the differences happened in 1862 versus 1986. There are very many things that were quite the same. Thank you. Um, Diana, what would you like to add? I would just like to echo what you said, Jana, about the experience working with the Homestead Rangers. Homestead is um, special because the Rangers there seem to have the, their own area of expertise. And so when you partner with a ranger and work with them, you can you really can dive into what they're passionate about. So whether it's the prairie or um, the history of women homesteaders. Um, I worked with the historian uh, the first few years that I uh, was with this partnership and 
we would get into these fascinating conversations just on his areas of interest. And then like anything with teaching and working with kids, if you work from the presenter's passion, the kids will be pulled in. And I think that's what we saw reflective in their writing. I think so too. Ramon, did you have something you'd like to add? Well, I think uh, that this opportunity, uh, the, the project uh, that actually did a big change on, on the way and the ideology from Homestead National Monument, the way how uh, we should be able to, to manage educational opportunities. Um, because after that, um, the, uh, at the park, we started looking for different uh, ways to expand as well. Uh, with the Nebraska Writing Project, uh, looking forward to continue doing um, that type of experience for students. Um, after that, I, I move away from Homestead. I, um, I don't know if the next person after me, they, they follow up with, with you guys, but that was actually a great, great opportunity that makes a huge difference for all these students that visit and learn more about the park and, and got the opportunity because we create after uh, like an online series of what these students actually wrote out. That was a total success. We have months and months of uh, social media postings uh, with what these uh, students actually wrote and learned that day. And that actually makes a big difference because things like the opportunities like that, they don't happen that often. And that really makes a difference with our students. And um, I really believe that this is something that should we should look to to use as a model, and uh, not only in Nebraska but on nationwide. Uh, specifically here in New York City, I'm actually looking forward to do things related like that, using that as as a, as a model uh, to be able to 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 bring that opportunity to our students that are our future. And they should be able to to learn more about the national parks and expand the knowledge. I completely agree with you on the idea that students being able to see their writing published online in specific, whether it's Facebook or some website that's associated um, with the park or with the Nebraska Writing Project, gives them that strong feeling of authorship and authenticity as a writer. Because I think that students who write in the classroom and never get an opportunity to see themselves as writers and as published writers, um, only see classroom writing as we do this at school, we don't do this anywhere else. And I think by giving the students the opportunity at Homestead and at other um, national parks and through the Nebraska Writing Project, we give students that feeling that they are authors. And not only authors, I like to add that it invests them in the place. It gives them a chance to notice where they're at, to notice the connection to the place. Susan alluded to the fact that the homesteading is, is still now. A lot of the, the issues and ideas are still now. And having them sit and just taking that writer's notice and then claiming it with their own words is a very powerful move and one that you can't often feel in the classroom the same as if you are sitting out on that prairie. Susan would like to discuss a transition that went 
through the National or National Park Service Homestead National Monument uh, previous to the Nebraska Writing Project's involvement. Before we had this partnership, we were doing writing festivals, writing events, and they were successful. And we even had the National Poet. What we saw after this new partnership, the level of writing was so much better, so much more thoughtful, so much more meaningful. Um, after this new partnership happened that, you know, I look back and how cool is it to have your National Poet Laureate, but yet when we switched our gears, it, it made such a huge difference in the outcomes. And I truly believe it's because we switched it to place-based writing. They were now learning about something they did not know before, having new thoughts about something they thought they knew. And it's all because we kind of switched it over to the place-based writing. Right. Uh, we would like our audience to know the kinds of presentations that we made at, at, at uh, Homestead and how those presentations came about. Um, Diana, would you like to tell us specifically, uh, as well as Susan and Ramon, about your experiences as we developed the workshop at Homestead? Diana? Yeah. The piece that uh, starts everything off with a homestead presentation is each uh, writing project teacher consultant is partnered with a ranger. And the rangers at homestead all have kind of a particular area of interpretation. Um, so the ranger I was partnered with, of course, was the historian and uh, we just, kind of talked over what message. I, I was in the visitor center and the preparation for that was um, a couple of phone calls and a Google doc with the historian I was partnered with. And we had worked together before and had kind of found that we would talk about pieces that he was interested in or studying um, or what message he felt Homestead really had to carry and then um, I would come up with a writing exercise that would highlight those main points that went with it. Um, I think it was pretty much the process for, for most of the writing project TCs that uh, worked with the ranger. Um, and I think it was the most effective uh, because you always want to uh, present on something you are fascinated with. Yes. Um Ramon, would you like to talk about the presentation um, about the Homestead Act of 1862? Yes, so on the uh, developing this specific uh, program, um, looking for a direct connection uh, to the Homestead Act and the story for Homestead National Monument, um, on the division of the different areas, the visitor center, the prairie, uh, the cabin and the museum. Um, I, I was looking for a way to, to build uh, this direct connection to the uh, homesteaders and the artifacts, specifically what we have inside the museum. Well, we have actually back doors in, in our archives at Homestead. So in a collaboration um, uh, with Jan, Jan is the one who actually we work together in that in that part. We the students got the opportunity to explore 
the museum, seeing all these artifacts as well, see some uh, real documents that we normally have uh, storage uh, properly in the archives and the students got the opportunity to see it and, and, and be able to, able to use their imagination and understand the story uh, and, and the way how they can actually write something uh, because it's just like a small cup or the document like uh, we have uh, an article for a newspaper and, uh, and we have the, uh, um, the documentation that the homesteaders got at the end after uh, the years of hard work uh, and the way how these people reading and, and, and be able to know uh, that if they're coming to the United States, they have an opportunity to own land. So we start building that connection specifically with the artifacts that way the students can use their imagination, try to put themselves in that situation, and from that connection, write. Um, and, and that was actually really neat. That was really nice um, to be able to do that. And, and that was an exercise that is a little bit complex, uh, but all these students actually did it pretty well. Did pretty well. Yes, um, Ramon and I worked together on that particular um, session on the Homestead Act. Um, my grand, great-grandparents were homesteaders and I brought an artifact for my presentation that uh, was significant to me about my grandmother and talked about their journey to where they homesteaded in South Dakota. And uh, the students also watched the video that uh, accompanies the experience in the visitor center, uh, which gives a great detail regarding the Homestead Act, how it came about, how it was processed, uh, and also gives the aspect of the Native Americans uh, who were displaced from that area. Um, Susan, would you like to tell us about the planning for the mindfulness session? Yes, my partner was Dr. Robert Brooke, and we started talking about what are the different writing styles we might want to teach? How do you get kids, students, um, to open their minds and be ready to experience something new, which evolved us into the mindfulness. It also went back to an experience I had with another teacher where we used all of their senses and had the kids sitting in the prairie to feel, smell, hear, and we discouraged taste of what they were sitting in and around the prairie. And what it evolved to was really looking at nature for our inspiration. And um, we used to combine, and then using uh, the medical benefits of nature on what, how that can open up your mind, totally release your mind of all the stuff that's running around in it, and how to calm yourself to be open to a different experience. And so that's what we started basing ours on. And it was really amazing because at one time we had 90 ninth graders sitting in the prairie, no cell phones, no talking, just sitting there looking around and just experiencing what was happening. We used those prompts, then we asked them, after, and they sat for 15 minutes without talking, without moving, just looking. And when we brought the kids back together, we had them write very quickly and kind of document their experience. And we talked a bit about it. Then we taught them another writing style and then used their first things to turn it into a poem. But what we started hearing was this um, one student talked about 
feeling the air brush against their face. Another person talked about watching the dew drip off of a grass blade onto another grass blade and then onto the ground and how it made a divot in the ground from where that one drop of dew landed uh, to the birds that they're hearing. And then it even went so far as to, uh, they started even going as far as to thinking about what were those homesteaders feeling as they encountered miles and miles and miles of tall grass prairie where that prairie can be as tall as you are and how are they going to turn that into a productive farm they have to figure out how to make a living off of it and how to grow their food and what are they going to eat um, they figured it out and it and one of the one of the benefits of nature which is what we start our program out with is the story of Ansel Adams he was kicked out of many schools and because he couldn't focus. And his mother finally had to homeschool him because they didn't have a, a school they could take him to anymore. And she liked to be outside, so she started teaching him outside. And what she learned was that when he was outside, he could focus more and he was learning. And so we tell the story of this young boy, and then I ask him if they know who it is. And when they hear it's Ansel Adams, some know who he is, some don't. But it's this is how nature helped. I actually had one student come to me afterwards and ask me, he said, can you please call my mother and tell her this? How can you help me? He said, I had an ADHD is a huge thing. Nature is helping those kids focus to be able to do their work. This young man had a severe case of ADHD. He was desperate for anything to help him in studying. And so just the few minutes we had to talk, we talked about when you have a study, when you need to study for a test, go sit in your backyard and let that help you. And I ended up talking to his mother and you know, we kind of lost touch, but she was helping him and using some of the natural things we, and mindfulness that we talked about. So it ended up, what we thought was going to be a simple presentation really had a much broader um, impact than what we realized it would. But our whole idea was to get the kids to calm their minds, experience nature around them because that's known to open you up to creativity. And we ended up with some pretty cool poems out of it. The last session that we did the first year that we presented was called Delicate Detail of Tall Grass Prairie. And our Nebraska Writing Project facilitator was Adam Hubrig, a doctoral candidate at the University of Nebraska. And the uh, Ranger Jesse Boley, uh, natural resources specialist. Their session was created to give the students an appreciation of the ecology of Homestead and in specific the tall grass prairie that is there, which is a vanished for the most part in uh, a large part of the United States. And it in itself, like most ecological regions, have specific animals, grasses, and other um, natural resources, trees, insects, etc., that only can live or survive well in places like this. And Adam and Jesse's sessions were on what writing on what we can do to preserve these specific special places. In addition to the student workshop, Jan, uh, yes, I, 
I didn't go into detail on mine. Did you want detail? Mm, if you want to add some detail, you can now, yes, if you'd like. Okay. Um, Ranger Robert, when we talked, he's the historian at uh, Homestead. He got, well, he was pretty excited about women uh, homesteaders, and he was telling me about his research and a story specifically on one lady who had followed her husband on the promise of showing up in this, this uh, beginning city or town and this prosperity that was going to be there and how she kind of came out over the landscape and saw nothing. There was little, literally nothing there and the devastation of that moment and realizing that she is hundreds of miles from where she started and what she expected not being there. So we built a writing activity and a presentation about that, that moment that you realize that you have to rely on your own resourcefulness and then scaffolded a writing element from there um, as he told the story, which was pretty powerful for the students because they could re relate to that feeling and the emotion of what was promised evaporating before their eyes and in relating her story to that. And I would think that that would be a very important aspect of the life that we're living right now, as far as how things have been changing in 2020. Um, would the three of you like to give the listeners some information about our teacher workshop? Our teacher workshop echoed and developed the National uh, Homestead National Monument experience for teachers. What was important to us is that these teachers were not just English teachers, teachers of writing, but also the, the fact that we had teachers who were science teachers and history teachers. And we wanted to emphasize to them, uh, and for the park, a development uh, for professional uh, growth and resources, things that they could use to take from the park to their particular classroom. Uh, would the three of you like to make some statement regarding uh, our professional development workshop? Would you like to start, Diana? For the most part, the teacher workshop mirrored the student workshop, and we played a little bit with having the workshop before or after inviting the teachers who were coming to see what was going on. Um, the one I was involved in, we represented the same workshops we had done with the student workshop, uh, mostly because the teachers we found were, were not the same teachers, they came from different places. What was fun about the teacher workshop is that the writing project TCs are also teachers, so we kind of moved as a giant group of teachers. Some stepped into the presentation role, but then stepped right back out and became that teacher, learner, writer person. Thank you. Um, Ramon or Susan, do you have anything you'd like to add about the teacher workshop? For the uh, teacher's workshop, that actually was really uh, welcomed uh, by the local community. Um, many of the teachers in the Atres and towns around the area, including Lincoln, uh, later on when they actually doing the regular field trips to the park, they actually show a lot of interest um, on be able to to attend to this event uh, once we 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 actually uh, we got the opportunity to do it again. Um, that was the first time we did it, 
Uh, the teachers over there, they actually really enjoy. It was a fun day and for everyone. The aspect where many of these teachers, they also share uh, from the perspective uh, uh, some things that currently are happening on the classroom and the Department of Education. That was actually really helpful because that, that actually helped us, the National Park Service, to, to learn more uh, from their needs. And, and that actually was a, was a great exchange of, of information as well as a great opportunity for the teachers to learn more about what the Homes and National Monument and the National Park Service have to offer uh, on, on that aspect. So it was really good. Thank you. Susan, what would you like to add? Well, it also gave us an opportunity to reach out to some of the teachers that typically wouldn't think about Homestead as a field trip and, it, and like the science teachers. And the other thing that was a result of that is, especially middle school, you don't get a lot of, or high school, we don't get a lot of field trips from them because they're changing classrooms. You don't have the same teacher all the day, so you can't do that. What ended up happening instead was we started getting teams of teachers coming together and everything that they did throughout the day with us was all intertwined between you used writing in your science class, in your science aspect of it. You used math in trying to figure out how much land would you need to plow, how much farm ground would you need to feed your family. So it started to change some of the lessons into higher level thinking, but then used all the different types of curriculum that we use all in one. I think that's probably one of the strongest results from the teacher workshop is that teachers who don't necessarily think about how their curriculums can match up and um, come together to make a student experience uh, greater when you can bring in the math, the history, the social studies, the science, and the English, and the students can benefit in all of those curricular areas at one time. As we approach the conclusion to our workshop experience discussion, Susan, what would you like our listeners uh, to be able to take away from our discussion today as far as creating a connection with a national park in their area? And when you make that connection, we can do things together way better than we can do individually. And it, it's just the phone call to see what are your interests are, what are my interests, how do you think we can work together? And it's really pretty amazing when you start listening to each other, what things can happen. I mean, we wanted them to see and imagine what took place on this piece of land. And so we were able to get the kids to take a step back in time and look about it. But then they came back to today as like, oh, we have this kind of science going on. We have this kind of, we're protecting this resource that's almost vanished. And it started taking on all these new meanings of what we originally started our day out with. And then even just the mindfulness part, the appreciation of the natural world and how important it was to those homesteaders, but how important it is to us today. And anyway, just making those connections between time and now and making things relevant to today. Thank you, Susan. Ramon, um, what would you say to our listeners about um, establishing a connection to their national parks? Well, 
in the United States, we have 419 national parks in all the states, including our U.S. territories. Um, national parks, they're treasures. The owners are the people. So I highly encourage to everyone, teachers, students, everyone who's listening, to, to take a minute and see what actually is close for you or where you are located, because these places are unique. Um, these places are huge in history. A lot of people think that the national parks are just a handful of parks that are like huge locations like the Grand Canyon or the Statue of Liberty or the Everglades. It's a lot of parks across the nation, small parks like Holmes National Monument. This is a really small park in space, but the history is huge. It's over a hundred years of story, and it's a story of the people of the United States. Um, I, I have to say that, just take a minute, think about it, and, and maybe you have uh, a treasure really close from you where you're located right now. So don't hesitate and uh, go ahead, try to find your park and, and, and learn and enjoy the beauty of these, of these beautiful treasures. Thank you, Ramon. Can I add one more thing? Yes, Susan. The National Park Service is considered to be the largest university in the world. Because as Ramon mentioned, we have 419 national park sites. Each one is unique to itself. Each one has an educational component to it. So any subject you may be trying to study or learn from, the National Park Service will be covering it somewhere in the country. I'd like to thank um, Diana Weiss and Ramon Mangual um, and Susan Cook for their participation today in our Homestead National Monument Prairie Visions podcast. In conclusion, I'd like to state that place-based education and writing for students and teachers allows them to draw on their personal experiences, artifacts, and history to find contacts for understanding of the national parks, in specific the Homestead National Monument and its connection to home finding, home building, and the idea of home being universal. I'd like to end with a final ex excerpt from Ranger Boley's essay, which emphasizes why it's important that students across America need to experience and appreciate the United States National Park System and what being in place and that place can bring to them as citizens of the United States and the world. I have a daughter who loves insects especially butterflies. Last summer, after attending a conference on the conservation of the monarch butterfly and gaining a greater appreciation for how their existence is so imperiled, it almost brought me to tears to see her sheer joy as she captured a monarch in her net so she could more closely examine it. Her kids may never get to witness the Earth's greatest insect migration, unless... Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing's going to get better. It's not. This prairie is your truffle of forest. And it is gone. And soon the butterflies will go the way of the bison. Unless. Unless we believe we can make a difference and start planting native flowers and protecting prairies and limiting and smartly using pesticides and igniting the desire in others to do the same.
Mixing State is produced by Robert Lipscomb. Post-production by Stephen Ramsey. Music by Shadows on a River. On behalf of the Department of English at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, thank you for listening to the Plain State Podcast. Tagline forthcoming.